Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Primetime with Alex Stein. I'm your host, Alex Stein. And let's just talk about what happened last night. A terribly embarrassing outing from all of the GOP candidates at the latest GOP debates last night. Vivek Ramaswamy tried to call Nikki Haley a warmonger, which is true. But he also talked about how 9-11 is not what they said. So, Vivek, you're welcome for giving you the courage to stand up for 9-11 truth. On top of that, guys, tonight we have Jeff Nadeau, who is working at Barstool Sports when I brought my wife's boyfriend, Dontarius, into their headquarters to talk personally to the one the only day portnoy so things are going to get spicy barstool is going to be watching so let's just say this guys you don't want to miss what we're about to say because no holds barred cage match style prime time versus barstool sports once again jeff nadu is going to be there to ref it so you don't want to miss the show tonight tap in folks let's go my grind so refined, I got no time for no games. Ask yourself why would I make time for you lames? At all costs, cause I'm a boss. I'ma break them off, yeah, gotta break them off. Welcome to the show, all my loyal chat rats. Tonight we got a barn burner. That's right, we got Jeff Nadeau, an employee that was working at Barstool Sports when I stormed their capital. So, we're going to get into that, but before we get into that, we got to talk about what happened last night, these freaking debates. But before we do all that, we just want to say a nice warm welcome back to our top chat rat, Lisa. We see you're back in the chat tonight. We missed you. A lot of people were worried about you. I was not worried one bit. I knew you were coming back. I'm a pimp on a blimp. I know that you can't quit the pimp. Just don't act like you can quit the pimp. So, you know, you can fool the other people. You can scare the other chat rats, but Primetime99 knows where his bread is always buttered. And Lisa... You got the margarine, you got the spread, girl. All right, so let's get into the show. Oh, and speaking of, before we do that, how many chat rats? We got 400 chat rats watching this. Hit the like button. Like, I'm hitting this golf club. Just hit it. Smash it right now. That's the only way that it will have a chance of getting recommended to other future chat rats. And if you can't press a button, then you just obviously don't want this show to be successful. And you know what? You can get the hell on out of here because we want loyal-ass chat rats in the chat. That's what we want. We want dedicated rats in the chat. All right, so last night we had, was it the fourth GOP debate, Jimmy? Yes, fourth. The fourth GOP debate hosted on News Nation with one of the sexy 599, Megan Kelly with the cleavage. Did she have cleavage last night? I don't remember. That means a no, because you would have remembered that cleavage. What? Neither here nor there. She was hosting it, and it was a doozy. You had Vivek Ramaswamy getting mad. You had all this. Here, wait, let me read the prompter. So let me go to the top. Okay. So I got to read the prompter. Jimmy writes these great things. I just want to, Jimmy, ever since you got back from having that baby, you've been the best producer we've ever seen. Like, you've just been so good. Thank you. Not. You suck, oh, Jimmy. You suck worse now than you've ever sucked. Okay, so back to the, what I was saying. Last night was another useless GOP debate because all we know, well, because we all know who's going to win. That's Trump. Trump is going to win. All right, however, we are determining the winner of the debate by who believes the best conspiracy theory. You know I'm a conspiracy theorist. I'm an expert. Uh, you know, I'm... Uh, Why am I the only person on the stage, at least, who can say? Well, we'll just wait. we got to get it in the... In the uh, uh, in the editing booth, we got to get the order of the clips right. But let me finish saying, um, I am the king of the conspiracy castle. I am your conspiracy asshole. So I know these things left, right, backwards, forward. So 
These candidates are all a bunch of duds. Now, I like Vivek, but he went viral all because I asked him a simple question about 9-11 being an inside job, and he vibed with it. He agreed. He said that we don't know what really happened with Saudi Arabia's involvement on the terror attacks on September 11, 2001, and he went super viral. As a matter of fact, he brought a little virality to the pimp on a blimp himself by CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, News Nation, uh, OAN, every single major media company playing the clip of me asking him about 9-11. So what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to rate which GOP candidate believes in the best conspiracy theory. We're going to give you, the audience, a choice to choose. One, two, three, or four. So let's go with uh, numero uno, senor. All right, this one's good. This is Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley believes trans kids are real and that funding the military-industrial complex is important because she believes that aliens are invading the Earth and we need to fight them. So that's a good one. So if you like number one, hit a one. Okay, number two. Yeah, this, this next one's a crazy conspiracy. So, uh... Believes wearing heels doesn't make you look like a homosexual. Jimmy! Yeah? That's your best friend. I know, I love him, but he's got to stop it with the heels. I'm getting concerned. Okay, but what I'm really mad about is that with this, I should have said this to do this right after, but you should have your picture of you standing with him so we can see how tall he really is. Yeah, that's, that's a good point because, yeah, we're about the same height. I know I'm a little over six feet, so... I know, and he says he's 5'11". Anybody that's 5'11 just rounds up to six feet. Okay. You know what I mean? That means that you're either 5'9 or 5'10 trying to round up to 5'11. Everybody that's 5'11 that I know always says I'm six foot flat because if you put on the right shoes, not some of those thin Pumas, but if you put on some nice Nike Dunks, you're six foot all day long. So, all right. So, uh, transgender governor, number two, if you guys like that, vote for number two. All right, number three. Chris Christie is a flat earther despite looking like a globe. Now, this one's good. A lot of people don't realize New Jersey is one of the most uh, popular flat earth states because their state is so horrible and it's so terrible that uh, believing the earth is flat is just, you know, it's kind of normal. It's just commonplace. They can't believe that fentanyl is basically being sold to school children. So believing the earth is flat is, I mean, that's even more believable. So we like that one. You might be shaped like a globe, but he believes in the firmament, or Warner Von Braun said, a Psalm 19.1, the firmament showeth his handiwork. Okay, now, number four. Oh, this is our favorite one, Vivek Ramaswamy, with believes 9-11 was an inside job and that the U.S. lied about Saudi Arabia's involvement. And that is not a conspiracy because we know that there was 28 pages redacted from the 9-11 Commission report. So those redacted pages proof that we don't have the entire story of Saudi Arabia's involvement. So that one is not even a conspiracy, but the mainstream media will tell you that it is. So, all right, let's go through those guys. You're going to be able to choose which conspiracy theory is your favorite. Now, I like whoever made this, but you maybe next time you put the candidate's name, but I guess it's easier just to, you know, do one, two, three, or four. But one, Nikki Haley. Two, Ron DeSanctimonious, as Trump would say. Three, my boy, Chris Christie. And four, Vivek Ramaswamy. All right, I'm going to put my vote for number three, Chris Christie. Ooh, it's really tight right now. Everybody's going to four, Vivek Ramaswamy. Okay, well, we'll see. We're going to check in and give you the answers to that poll here in a minute. So, Jimmy. Yes. Tonight's episode is going to be crazy, and I don't want to pull it up yet, but we're going to be trying to call some secret people. And real quick, before we get into it. Well, Alex, we're, we don't want to get away from this topic completely because... 
you know, we want to play your Vivek interview. Oh, how it was discussed the, the clip last night that went so viral. Okay, all right, all right. Well, let's let's start with uh, Sot One, the original interview that influenced the GOP debate. Let's run that tape. So we need, we need a partner. Okay, rapid fire question. Was the moon landing real or fake, Vivek? Was the what, moon landing? Real or fake? I, I have no evidence to suggest it was fake, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume it was real. Okay, mm. 9-11, inside job or uh, exactly how the government tells us? I don't believe the government has told us the truth. Again, I'm driven by evidence and data. What I've seen in the last several years is we have to be skeptical of what the government does tell us. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen evidence to the contrary, but do I believe everything the government told us about it? Absolutely not. Last two questions. Commission. Absolutely not. Yeah, 9-11 commission lied. Last two questions. I I love it. So that clip was played by, like I said, every mainstream media outlet from Fox News to MSNBC to CNN to I don't, those are the only three I really know. And then OAN, News Nation, even here at The Blaze, we played it. But we are the originators of the clip. So, <laughs> of course, we played it. All right. Now. Well, we do you want to play the clip in the debate last night? That's the whole point of the show. Yes, duh, of course. I want to talk about how I influenced it. I'm just giving it a little. E- Jimmy, what, all because I said you stunk that. Why was that so uh, uh, sassy right there? What's going on? <laughs> I thought you were about to change the subject. No, again. I'm not changing the subject. I'm keeping everybody on a roller coaster ride. You never know what subject I'm going to talk about next. Even you, the producer, doesn't know. You're right. I don't know. Yeah, that's the point. We don't want people to know what's coming next. Sun Tzu, The Art of War, Surprise, is our best weapon, Chapter 11. Uh, Have you read Sun Tzu's The Art of War? Okay, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. And that's why I'm good at war. And that's why I'm always keeping the audience on their toes. Okay, so now we're going to play a clip of Vivek talking about how 9-11 was an inside job. Why am I the only person on the stage, at least, who can say that January 6th now does look like it was an inside job? That the government lied to us for 20 years about Saudi Arabia's involvement in 9-11? That the great replacement theory is... So, Jimmy, he should be thanking his lucky stars that I ever asked him because the, the audience was cheering. As soon as he said 9-11 was an inside job, people started cheering. Because whether you believe it was 19 uh, hijackers or not, the official story states that Condoleezza Rice and George Bush were warned by the FBI and they didn't take the warnings serious. So whether they didn't take it serious enough or they just purposely told the people in charge not to stop the terrorists, There was some government involvement some sort of way. If you actually believe that 19 guys with with box cutters that originated in a cave were able to defeat the most powerful military on planet Earth, planet flat Earth, Jimmy, then how the hell do you think that anything is real? I mean, dude, that that story is a fairy tale. So I, I think it's pretty obvious that they had CIA. I mean, they had CIA involvement because Osama bin Laden, Tim Osman, was a CIA asset. So right there, they had a connection with some of the alphabet agencies that are part of the deep state. So, you know, whether you want to believe 9/11 is an inside job, it's up to you. But for you to believe that the government is giving us the whole entire story or 100% truth, you're the one that's smoking crack because it's called cognitive dissonance when you know the government lies to you, but you still believe them. For certain things. You're like, oh, well, the government wouldn't lie about that. Yes, they'll lie about the Iran-Contra. Yes, they'll lie about our history. Yes, they'll lie about, you know, taxes and the reason, you know, where our money's going. But if you ask them, oh, is 9-11 an inside job? No, our government has our back. They would never do something like that. 
wrong. The government hates you. They hate me. They probably like Jimmy because he's five times vaccinated. But all of, all of the people that aren't vaccinated, they hate you. Is that correct, Jimmy? <laughs> you said a lot there, but sure, yes. It's okay, correct. Thank you. Always say Everything. that. Is it that hard to just say I'm correct? You're right. It's much easier just to say you're right. Thank you. Yes. I actually really liked it last night when I played the clip of the real estate guy getting scammed by the heroin addict. And I asked you twice, I go, well, is, you know, should I still enable white dare and black Darius? I mean, and you said, yeah, you say, yeah. So that's like, uh, it's improv. Just say yes to everything. I hate when I ask you a question. Oh, can we play a beheading video? Oh, can we, you know, burn part of the studio up? You're always like, no, no, no. Learn how to say yes. Like, you got so mad because I wanted to fill up a, a condom with gasoline and throw it on Ali Best Stucky. Like, I don't know why that would have gone viral, but you always say no. Alex, do you understand that a lot of your viral video ideas would also be your last video? Yes, but that I want to I go out on top. Okay, well. I want to go out on top, Jimmy. That's why I always say I'm willing to die for this content. Can you say... When you mean on top, be specific of what that means. 275,000 views. Okay. Have you ever gotten 270,000 views? Uh, one time. Yeah. You should have died right then and there. We got a $20 super chat. Okay, let's read that. It says, from Kent Graves, I only hit the like button for my brother in Christ, JVT. Alex is gay. You're kidding. I you, swear to God. That's, who did uh, that? I'm blocking their ass. Who is? Why am I <laughs> catching so many strays, dude? What is going on? All these chat rats I coming after me. You chat rats need to learn. Now there's nearly 800 chat rats watching and only 200 have hit the like button. And now you're hitting the like button for Jimmy's bitch ass? I know. It's, it's, it's bizarre. Well, I don't know what's going on. If you like Jimmy, you better hit that like button because if I'm going, Jimmy's probably going with me because I'll probably, you know, blow up his house if they, uh, you know, take away my In a show. video game? In a video game a video on game. Minecraft, we would never blow anybody's house up. That's a joke. But that's what Barstool Sports said, and they deserve to get taken off YouTube. Isn't that correct? That's correct. Nah, I'm kidding. We don't want them taken off YouTube. But in a video game, anything goes. But in real life, we would never wish harm on anybody. We want everybody to be perfectly content and safe and uh, don't want to harm a hair on anyone's head. Isn't that right, Jimmy? That is incorrect. I'm sorry, because you've been very clear about how much you want to hurt me, hurt Darius, Mostly that, mostly those. Yes, two. I do. Yes, I do want to inflict pain on y'all, but not lethal pain, right up to the lethal limit. That is true. So I will give you credit there. You don't want to kill us. All right. Happening. So you guys, are y'all sick of Hollywood? Because I know I sure as heck am. For years, they've been lacking when it comes to stories of redemption. Movies and TV shows have trended toward the anti-hero, the flawed person who makes no effort to change and just becomes worse and worse as the story goes on. Well, here's some great news. The Blind, the true story of the Robertson family, is now available for purchase on Blaze TV. Maybe you've made a mess of your life. Maybe someone you love is in a dark place. Maybe all the above. If you or someone you know feels beyond redemption, you need to watch this movie, folks. You'll see there's always hope. Always. The Blind takes you on an incredible journey through the life of Phil Robertson, giving you an intimate look into the man behind the legend and the trials, the triumphs, and the values that have shaped him through the years. Now, the Blind ain't a Blaze Media production. Since Phil is such a big part of our Blaze TV family, we want to make sure you had the opportunity to stream it right up in here. 
because it isn't ours. We can't include it as part of the subscription. But if you'd rather purchase it from us and stream it right here rather than Apple or Amazon, we wanted to make sure the opportunity was available for you. So act now. Don't miss this opportunity to own The Blind, a Phil Robertson story on Blaze TV. Buy it today at theblazetv.com slash theblind for $19.99. That's blazetv.com slash theblind. And I'm Alex Stan. Watch that movie. Jimmy, there was actually more nudity in it than I thought. I watched it again last night. There's a lot at the oh, end. Oh, really? Who gets nude? What? Phil Robertson's naked. He's completely naked. Oh, okay. I thought it was another character. He's, no, he's playing football with Terry Bradshaw. It's the You know how they do the lost credit scene like in Marvel? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You could see full frontal nudity. Full front? Oh, frontal. Yeah, there's a lot of hair, though. His beard was covering most of it, except for the tip. All right, so um, let's get into our freaking incredible guest. Do we have him ready? No, we have the caption contest. Well, actually, we don't have a caption contest. Why don't we have a caption contest, Jimmy? Well, first, let's just put the caption. And I need to have a come-to-Jesus moment with our chat rat. So can, uh, can we get full-screen caption contest up? So I put this caption contest up. I scheduled it last night. And I was like, oh, they're going to make jokes about transgender because we talked about tucking your banana. However, after it was up for an hour, there were so many horrifying comments about our two strong black men in the banana that I ended up having to delete the post. So chat rats, why would you let your mind go there? We were talking about transgenders and tucking your banana and not anything else. So Alex, can you, can you talk some sense into our chat rats? Because we love black people here. We love Darius and Big Nasty. That is true. Oh, and, and why didn't Darius come on set when you were supposed to come on set? Put on your thing. Remember when I talked about aliens? Do you remember when we talked about aliens? Do you remember that at all? I, I do, I do. And why didn't you come on set when, I mean, are you watching the show? I said, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. No, I, I just got so into the, you know, that portion of the show that it, this once it distracted me. One time, this is the first time you've ever been distracted? I mean, at least on that level. So, so you know, Darius, did you ever look down the, and think, I'm you know, dressed like an alien, and then when we started talking about aliens, it didn't just click something that you're supposed to walk on set? I'm just wondering your thought process. No, I, no, I just got two and two, you know, the opening credits and, you know, and everything. Opening credits? We're not really opening credits, but, opening but just credits. that, well... Kind of. I'm guessing technically I'm well, credited well that, on that well, one slide. Well, well, that portion of the, the, the show, you know, I can't, you know. I just, I, I give you the simplest instructions. Before we go to our guest, Jeff Nadu, because what we want to put a poll in the chat. We have our company Christmas party tonight. That's with all the higher-ups, Glenn Beck, the whole kit and caboodle is going to be there. And uh, we're allowed to bring a plus one, our significant other. And I'm debating if I should bring Darius as my significant other or not. What do the chat rats think about that? Should we do a phone? Do we have time to do a call-in, Jimmy? I guess we don't. No, do we? not really. We put up a chat. Darius, if I bring you to the company Christmas party tonight, what are you going to act like? Are you going to try to, like, hug people? Or are you going to try to get in their Instagram and send them weird messages? No. No. Ever, ever, since, I, ever since I saw the, the flyer... You know about the party. So you've I, known I just, about the party, right? And but, you've never brought it up to me. No, that, that's why because you know I, I, I just knew you, you wouldn't have believed me that 
I really have that reserved of a side and that I know that it's just an unwritten rule to yeah, be reserved, you know, at, you know, Christmas parties, you know, for the obvious reasons, you know. Yeah, but when we're on the air, like so, we can talk you know, about glory holes right, and right, stuff right. like of that. Right, right, right. Of course, of course, of course, you know. What about when we're off air? Because you remember Diana Choker, you blocked her, one of our guests? No, I, I didn't no, actually no, block she, her, I just she, unfollowed her, you know. Didn't I think he her, blocked her, Jimmy. Did he block her or unfollow her? No, no, no. Her? She blocked him. Yeah. He no, did not block her. Yeah, because yeah. she kept sending her weird shirtless selfies. Yeah, why did to you our send attractive her so female many, guests? Are you going to send any shirtless selfies to any of the other employees here at the Blaze? Well, I, I didn't send her any shirtless selfies. Okay, yeah. it was just oh your body. This is what happens. You know. Now we get in the woods. Now we're doing the argument game. Okay, well, uh, unfortunately, we have another ad read and our guest is waiting. Okay. So why don't we just oh, table this or argue with Jeff with it? And we have a $20 super chat for Matthew Adams. Jimmy and his wife need a date soon. This should help with the babysitter. Thank you. I don't get to keep the money, but I appreciate the No, he the does gesture. not get to keep the money. And the idea that he would ever get any of that money, super chatter, I'm going to re refund that money. All right. Well, it's come around that time of year again. All the Thanksgiving decorations are back in the closet right where they belong. The Christmas decorations are up and making everything for miles look bright and cheerful. And the sun goes down pretty early in your cozy, dark neck of the woods. That means it's time to settle into your favorite chair, kick up your feet near the fireplace, and have a beautiful glass of Fox and Odin whiskey. You've worked hard today. You've earned a little relaxation. Fox and Odin whiskeys are created to honor the wild beauty around us. A snow-capped mountain, a field of wildflowers, a roaring waterfall, or maybe even just your own backyard. This holiday season, let these perfectly blended spirits complement the view. A warm fire, maybe a shared meal, packages wrapped and ribboned and left under a tree. However you celebrate, enjoy it to the fullest with double gold, award-winning Fox and Odin Craft American Whiskey. Taste the spirit of the holidays today. And let me tell you something, I've been drinking this whiskey and it's been getting me wasted. I've been uh, cooking with it, I've been drinking with it. I just drink a little, mmm, mm, mm, really good. Makes me feel drunk as heck and, I, and not too drunk, the perfect amount of drunkness. So <laughs> buy online, have it shipped to your door at foxandodin.com. That's right, foxandodin.com. Enter the promo code Alex and get free shipping. Free shipping, is that how, why is there an M in that? There's not an M. How drunk are you? I've been drinking. Get free shrimping. Please drink responsibly. We're getting crazy. Foxandodin.com. Use the promo code Alice. Get free shipping. Get that to your house. You get free shipping when you order it with the promo code Alex. Have a sip, Darius. Will do. Oh my gosh. Watch Darius. Fox and Odin. Chug, 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 chug. Hurry! Oh my God, he's actually drinking. Okay, don't drink that much. Damn. No, it, it was this much. Trust me. This Jimmy, much. should like, I bring like, him to the company like a, Christmas no, morning? He's high on Fox and just Odin. A cuticles worth, literally a cuticles worth. Okay, let's see how he responds worth. to this tiny like, amount of alcohol. Okay, put the Fox and Odin down. They're great sponsors. If you guys want to help us out, go to foxandodin.com. Use the promo code Alex. All right. Now we welcome on a great fellow. He's the host of the True Crime Podcast, The Sit-Down, and he's a former Barstool Sports employee. Please welcome on the one and the only, Jeff Nadeau. Jeff, welcome to the show, Jeff. How are you doing, my friend, if we have him? What's up, my friend? How are you? Thank you for having me. I well, appreciate it. Well, Jeff, you know, we've been wanting to connect with you. I know that you had kind of an unsanctimonious, uh, or was it sanctimonious? I don't know my adjectives. I just know that you kind of had a 
you know, the way you left Barstool, you're very successful there. You're very well liked. I, I believe the last, uh, you know, kind of viral story you're having, you were losing weight. Uh, you were one of the most popular content creators there. And then I guess you and Portno had a beef about like a, a financial thing. Is that what it is? Or, or what, what are the inside baseball? Why aren't you at Barstool Sports anymore, if you don't mind saying? Uh, well, the time is coming where I was going to want more money. I asked them for more money and they didn't want to give me more money. So I walked. And for me, like, I don't, I don't hold new punches about it. They didn't give me what I wanted, so I left. I love Barstool. I enjoyed my time there. But for me, it's about business, man. I'm not worried about nothing else. And I know I can go make money doing other things. So I left, and uh, I was called a selfish pig and all sorts of stuff. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, we saw that New York Post article. Well, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But, but I just want to say, Jeff, your freaking true crime podcast, The Sit Down, is Awesome. I didn't even realize that the, the Barstool was actually making that kind of content. You know, I love La Casa Nostra, you know, every casino, every mafia movie, The Sopranos. I've seen every episode yeah. of The Sopranos. So tell us, like, how did you get so into, you know, the, I guess the mafia? I just really just jumped into it. Two years ago, I wanted to start it. I started it. I didn't know how successful it would be. I didn't know if it would even work. I didn't know if I would get whacked in a couple of years, but I did it. It got popular. They brought it on board. And I think one of the big problems, Alex, I had with working at Barstool is I didn't really get a lot of resources. I was doing it all on my own. I was booking my own guests. I was doing everything I needed to do. So I just kind of ran with it. I, I was able to grab some huge guests. Uh, and, and now we're one of the biggest in that that type of, of, of podcast. So, yeah, I'm proud of it. I appreciate you saying that about it. And uh, I'm still here. I didn't get whacked yet. So well, working out. And uh, I know a reason why. It's not because you're not uh... – uh, well, is Fugazi, what is it? What is a homosexual called in the mafia? Uh, Fenoik. Fenoik, yes, you're not a Fenoik. That's what they always say. So we had Michael Francesi on the show, Francis. I, I always say it wrong. Yeah. We had him on the show and he had a very salacious quote. He said that if you're in the mafia and you're a homosexual, they will literally try to kill you. So what's some of the craziest, mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, Vito Spadafora or Vito Spadafora. I don't forget Vito's last name, but, you know, when he was on The Sopranos, he was the gay guy. And that was like the best. Yeah. I think that was the last season where his son was like pooping in the shower and all this stuff. That was that was uh, some of the best storylines of the entire show. So what are any mafia stories of homosexuals that you know? So it's funny you brought that up. That's actually a true story. Um, that storyline was the basis of Vito Spadafora in real life. There was a boss in New Jersey, the Calvacanti crime family. His name is John D'Amato. He was very close to John Gotti. Uh, he was actually caught in a uh, bisexual club, and his ex-girlfriend told the mafia about it, and they actually whacked him over it. It's a true story, and I believe a lot of the basis of that show, as far as that scene and that storyline, was was over a real-life character. So that actually happened. That's that's true. Yeah, that makes sense because he got caught in a gay bar on the show, and he was yep. just dancing. Wow, so that was based after a mafia guy from Boston that was in Gotti's crew. Wow. Uh, actually, it, it was out of New Jersey, and he was oh, very okay. close to John. He was in his own, he had his own family, but he was very um, close with John in the streets. And yeah, there's wiretaps where they basically talk about it, and, and one of the higher-ups basically says, you know, we can't have this. This is not something we obviously sign off on. We can't have it. No one will take orders from him, basically. And he was killed. He was, he was shot multiple times, and that was that.
Damn. I, and I always heard that rule. I don't know if it's true. I, maybe I heard it from The Sopranos, though. If you do get locked up and you do something gay in prison, it's okay because you're in prison. Have you ever heard that one, or is that is that an urban legend? Uh, th that's not true at every any level. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter where you are in the streets. Uh, if you uh, do gay things, uh, you're likely to not be supported in the streets anymore. Um, and look, to be honest, uh, so I've one of my dear friends just got out of federal prison, and he told me straight up that um, you just kind of let you know, people that engage in that sort of thing, you just let them do their own thing because um, he would talk to me about how, let's say you were to lose a fight to a gay guy, uh, you you would be, um, you'd be in a bad spot. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. So the, the, the general thought is you just kind of avoid those people and, and they avoid you. Well, I don't know if you can see this, but my co-host is a guy by the name of Darius, not Don Darius, my wife's boyfriend who's storing the Capitol. But this guy goes to glory holes. Do we have a three box that we can fit him in? I don't know if we told our producer, but uh, maybe we'll get that figured out. My point I've is- I've seen him. I've seen him. Well, I don't know if you've seen Darius, the alien, but we'll figure that out. We'll get him shown to you in a second. But let's go back to what you're talking about, the resources. You know, you had to build your podcast up on your own. And then Tico, Texas, the girl that when I stormed uh, the Barstool Sports uh, Capital. She's the one that slapped me. Her and I become good friends, but she had the same complaints that she did not have the proper resources. So are there just a select few at Barstool that they'll actually put the resources behind? Or, I mean, I guess like when you get hired as a content creator, I'm just curious, what do they expect from you? Hey, start a podcast, produce it, edit it yourself? Or, I mean, how does it work? So when when I saw, well, I've actually worked at Barstool two different times. This was the second time um, they essentially bought the show from me and they told me they would sell it, that sort of thing. I'd make money off the ads, that sort of thing. And at the end of the time when my contract was up, that would help me in, in, in getting more money, that sort of thing. It wasn't always resources because I'll be honest, Alex, like, I like to do everything on my own. And, yeah, me too. you know, I kind of just do what I can with what I have. But for me, it was more or less selling it. Like, I'll go out and sell it on my own if you're not going to fucking sell it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'll just go do it on my own. I had plenty of connections and I could have made my own way. But they never sold it. And then the time came where I said, hey, and I want more money. And they said, well, you didn't sell the show. I said, no, no, you didn't sell the show. I'm not a fucking salesman. You are. Yeah. Right? So that, that was some of my knock on it. And, you know, I just kind of said to myself, you know what? I can monetize everything. I've already built my TikTok on my own. I built a YouTube channel on my own. And for someone like me, it, it just never really worked. And as far as that, I just kind of moved on and, and did it on my own. Yeah, and you know, it's so annoying because like Dave invited me on his podcast and then uninvited me on, on his podcast because I, he realized that I was pro-life, which I, and he tries to say that he doesn't like politics yet. Now he won't stop tweeting about Hamas and this and that. He's like, I, I don't want Dave Portnoy to hate me, but I'm persona non grata. He hates me. Somebody wrote a vlog or whatever, a, you know, what is it called, Jimmy? Is it a, is it a regular blog? A not blog. blog. Yeah, a sorry. Blog. I don't even know blog. Uh, I'm so used to vlogs. That shows you how crazy my mind is. It used to be blogs. Now my mind thinks of vlogs, but regardless... Then he made them delete that. And then on top of that, Dave, Emily Austin, a regular guest on this show, when she was coming in person, he called her and told her not to come on my show, all because I went and stormed the Capitol. And I thought he would like that. I thought he stormed, uh, you know, uh, uh, NFL yeah, the NFL headquarters. So I thought he would think it was funny. So what was the reaction from uh, the other well, actually, employees? Well, actually, let's just play the clip Okay, first. let's play the clip. Let's go to the original so clip. Me and my wife's boyfriend. This is Alex and his wife's boyfriend, Don Terrius, storming Barstool headquarters for reasons I'm still not 100% sure of. Mm, don't worry about it, Jimmy. We're here looking for Dave. I brought my wife's boyfriend. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, I'm looking for Dave Portnoy. Come on, John. There he is. <laughs> they're, they're, Jeff, they're like, what the hell? They didn't know if I was Come supposed on, to be there, there or not because I had the same Islanders hat on. Come on, hold on, hold on. Come 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 on.
of course they went after the black guy, Jeff. They went after the homeless black guy, but I'm just in there having a blast, basically. And you know, I'm live on the air because that glass window is where they film, I forget which take, pardon my take, or whichever, not pardon my take, but uh, uh, the Daily the yak. The yak, 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 yak. Yeah. So, so we're live on their air uh, right now. I mean, dude, he really tackled Ontario's. And this is Dave. He invited me on his podcast and then uninvited me. So I was literally just going there to talk to him. I really wasn't trying to cause that much beef. And then, uh, of course, Tico comes out and kicks my ass. I liked it if she called me the N-word, though. That kind of that got me hyped up. <laughs> Look at them now, they're really kicking. That's when they started kicking my ass. It was oh, beautiful. So I got slapped around. I, I would definitely not be a, a capo in the freaking Gotti family. They would say, This guy's a pussy, he gets beat up by women. And I'm bleeding because Tico broke her fake nail, so that's her blood on my face. Um, and I'm definitely not vaccinated, so Lord knows what I got from that. And that was Christmas time. Wow. It, it was almost the exact one-year anniversary today. That was December 11th, and today's December 7th. No! So it's basically the one-year anniversary. So what was your instant reaction? I know you had some harsh words, which, you know, I don't give a damn. If you're a Barso employee, you should have said some really harsh things. So what was your initial reaction, and what was the scuttlebutt around the office? I think the initial reaction was you were a fucking idiot for doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, that said... That said, I think I think it kind of was clear you didn't know a lot about Barstool because Dave really was never at Barstool, right? Dave yeah. is, you know, he lives in Florida. He wasn't even there anyway. But um, I, I will say, I think the one person I feel bad for was the security guy. Those security guys are all real cool. They're good people. Um, they're all former cops. And um, I kind of felt bad for him. But it, it was a kind of a random thing because not for nothing, though, getting up to Barstool, I'm sure you noticed, is quite easy, isn't it? Dude, like, it was you, so, you just, it was so, it was one yeah. floor. It was on the second floor, right? Or yeah. third floor. You just walk up. I just walked up and, and, and the, the door guy, there's two door guys. They looked right at me. I looked right at them. I had my selfie stick out and I had this hat on. Like, I don't know if you can see it. It's from the Islanders, Bob Ledecky. I got yep. to go to, I got to go to Ann Coulter's birthday party. He had a box for, and the owner's like, you can take anything. And of course, I didn't want to be too gauche. I should have taken a jersey, but I just took a hat. Now looking back, I should have taken a hat, jersey foam finger everything that's either here or there but well, this hat alex yes, i just want to we want to clarify did ben mince let you in the building yes oh no this is now i want to get to this yes or no no he did not let oh, me okay. in no he didn't but but this is so funny so jeff listen to this ben mince my roommate in college is a guy by the name of land ledbetter land ledbetter's brother is a guy by the name of mac ledbetter the Ledbetters are very wealthy uh, doctors in Monroe, Louisiana. They were able, God bless them, because they're great parents, they bought both of their kids beautiful houses in college. I'm talking about they're very wealthy people, you know, for the family of a physician. Well, my roommate, I lived in Lance House, his older brother's roommate was Ben Mintz. So every time I went to Ole Miss, I saw Ben. I probably hung out with Ben 20 times. Ben and I were friends, but then when all this happened, Ben had to do a total about face and act like he never met me. So it just makes me sick that I can't, like, mend the fences. I have no heat with Barstool. I think Barstool's great that they're an independent media company. Like, I don't hate Barstool. But uh, for me, I've definitely, I guess, screwed the pooch because even a guy that I've known for over 20 years, like Ben, has had to basically pretend like he doesn't know me. Yet I have all the well, receipts. They did get a lot of content out of it. I know they made like an instant investigative series uh, from Ben. And like, I do think from what I remember, 
I'm pretty sure they changed like all the door rules after that. Like what else? it was what do you much mean? harder to get up there. Like it was harder to get up. They were I think and look, not for nothing, like they should have been way better with their security because like like you said, you could just walk up there. No one says anything to you. No one really does anything. So like I think after that you had to get someone to like come down and get you going forward if there was like a guest or something. So well, the Alex Stein rule. Well, I, I tend to do that. I tend to make things uh, you know, always change the proper procedures. Like I used to burn a lot of fires on set. Now they won't let me uh, burn any fires on set. They've taken no all more my, fires. They've taken all yeah. my matches, lighters. I waterboarded Jimmy, my producer, then now we're not allowed to waterboard. A lot of stuff that uh you know. alex i'm surprised you haven't brought up because we have a similar rule that our darius has broken many times we're, we're supposed to come and get him and darius kept ignoring that and our security guy almost killed darius yeah but too bad we can't show darius i'd like to show darius, darius come here sit next to me darius so you can see so this is darius right here so, um, i also heard real quick that um you guys watch beheading videos is that true uh, yeah, we watch it. Well, Jimmy doesn't let me, but yeah, I watch uh, all Al-Qaeda Al videos. Jeff, I, most of I my love. job as producer is telling Alex no and him getting mad at me. So we I'm just, always the bad okay. guy. Well, we like to... Our, fa our favorite thing to look at is the Tupac shot pictures. We like to look at his autopsy pictures. We look at Biggie Small's autopsy right. pictures. Right. Who else's autopsy pictures do I make us watch, Jimmy? Uh, the Bin Laden one, but I think that's a fake. That's a fake one, but we like to look at that deep fake and just kind of laugh. Well, if you ever want some good beheading videos, I got you. I got a lot of good ones. Look at this fucking guy, man. What's <laughs> up, bro? You all right? <laughs> no, he's not all right. This is the guy. He's been drinking Fox and Hound, Fox and Odin whiskey. Have a sip of Fox and Odin. They're our sponsor. If you want to go and purchase this, you get free shipping with a promo code Alex. Don't get too drunk. So he is an employee of mine, but not necessarily the company. And we have our company Christmas party tonight, Jeff. And I'm freaked out mm -hmm. that he's going to try to, like, accost one of the executives that I work with. So would you trust a man that you met off Craigslist that responded to an acting ad? This is how, this is how I found him. I casted him. I was said I was looking for actors. And tell him how I found you, Darius. He was looking for actors. You know, I, I, I buzzed him. He buzzed right back in five minutes, ten minutes at, at the max. I came the next day, instant hit, thankfully, you know. And have you ever got any other acting roles up Craigslist? No, just this one. Just this one. Do you know the Mafia? Do they ever use Craigslist to, uh, you know, recruit gangsters or anything? Is the Mafia dying, Jeff? On a, on a serious note, is the Mafia still alive? Because wasn't John Gotti's son bitching about something just in the news the other day? And so the mafia is still around, absolutely. All five families are still around. In fact, there's currently uh, trials going on as we speak with the Genovese crime family right now. Yeah, they're definitely around. Um, I don't, I'll be honest, I don't worry about them. They're not, you know, they, they contact me all the time. They threaten me all the time. Uh, I, I don't give a shit, though. Um, they don't have the same clout they once used to have under someone like a John Gotti or, or someone like that. But they're still around for sure. Absolutely. Why, why do you think John Gotti was such a cultural phenomenon? Because he was a hero. I mean, especially to Italians in New York City. John Gotti was like Christopher Columbus or what I'm mean, saying. He was the top Italian guy because of the swagger he had he had kind of that fuck you attitude um he didn't give a shit he was very much in front of the camera i mean a lot of gangsters up until then were you know hanging out in social clubs they weren't coming outside they didn't want to be seen by the media and that's the whole way the mafia works they don't no one wants to know you're in the mafia you're not supposed to even admit you're in the mafia or that even in, exists john was very out there very public he wore the two thousand dollar suits um he was willing to talk to reporters 
Um, you know, he kind of had that Trump feel to him a little bit where he was willing to be out there and be, and be a very open and people like that. They related to him a little bit. Plus, you know, he had kind of a, a line where he would say, you know, I'm beating the same government that fucks these people every day. And he beat the government, you know, multiple times. Teflon um, Don. He was in the cover of Time magazine. Yeah, Teflon Don. Absolutely. Hey, Jeff, uh, going back on your point, you said the mafia threatens you to this day. Why do they threaten you? Because he talks all about him, dummy. Well, yeah, but you talk all oh. about him. But like, do you like expose secrets? Do you talk about things that is not public knowledge? Nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I'd expose secrets. They um like they have people contact me and they use them as intermediaries. So they're like, uh, call that little fucking prick they do and tell them to take that story down. And the people <laughs> will call me and they'll say like, um, so and so wants you to take this video down. He'd really appreciate it. He doesn't want to see it get to the next level. Um, you know, stuff like that. Um, I'm not really adding anything that's not out there, but they don't like some of the stuff that comes out. And not a lot of media rep report on them off anymore, like, unless it's you know, a Gotti or something like that, the, the gangsters that are out there aren't being reported on. And, and I cover them. I talk about them. I talk about some of the very disgraceful, disgusting things they do. And the mafia today is very lowbrow. They do some real low life shit. So like what? Um, like, gonna, like what's low life for a shot? I mean, I mean, like, yeah, what's well, so, coming like sex trafficking? So they, I mean, there's nothing wrong. Look, in the 70s, people were extorting people left and right in, in some of these Italian neighborhoods. But today that whole thought is gone. And these guys will go in um, to like a business, a mom and pop business, and they'll they'll say stuff along the lines of like, you know, they'll use them. You know, I'm going to blow your fucking house up if you don't pay me yeah. 5000 a week. Back in the day, the mafia would extort you and at least protect your neighborhood, make sure there wasn't criminals running around and drug addicts. You know, these neighborhoods are shit shows. And in a lot of cases, mobsters are being paid in extortion and are still lighting trucks on fire and, and doing some real low life shit. So... Um, they have no honor, no ethics. Well, and that's why they were into sanitation, where they would charge you to pick up your own trash, to have your trash picked up. That was a, a good gimmick. Well, you know, it, it's crazy to think, though, that the mafia is still going on. What about the Asian mafia, the triads? So do they ever be for the Italian mafia? Or what's the top mafia, the Mexican cartel mafia? Because I know you know a lot about the cartel. Yeah. Is that the top mafia, in your opinion? I mean, the mafia, as far as I'll just say this, the American Italian American mafia is super low on the totem pole. They have no clout. They have no ability anymore. Uh, Asian organized crime, at least from an Americanized perspective, is not prevalent anymore. There used to be some groups in Chinatown. They're pretty much all in jail now. Uh, Mexican drug cartels are, are gigantic. They're transnational. They're huge. Um, and to be fair, they make the American mafia look like a fucking joke, to be quite honest. Um, drug cartels are gigantic. They're huge. They literally run countries. You know, yeah. Mexico is run by drug cartels. It's that no, simple. No, it is. And I mean, the fact that they'll give you, what is it, a Colombian bow tie where they'll cut your neck and pull your tongue through the, the wound in your neck, hang you off a bridge. Like, I've I, seen that. Yeah. And I know the mafia has done stuff in, you know, in New York, but it, nothing is as grotesque, I believe, as what the cartels are doing. So how, how do well, we- Well, the mafia back in the day, they had some sort of honor where they weren't going to kill women. They weren't going to kill children. Um, you know, they were going to kind of try to keep it to the people involved. Um, you know, drug cartels are now, um, everybody's on the table, you know, it doesn't matter. And, and then we talk about this because the mafia, I guess they made a lot of their bones, you know, you know, transporting drugs, but now like the cartels doing it, are, are the drug problems only getting worse. Jeff, what the hell? I mean, is society just screwed? I know people that have died of drug overdoses. I know. I mean, I just know that the fentanyl crisis is only getting worse. I mean, is that the biggest plague on society or what is the biggest plague in your opinion, Jeff? Yeah, I'm fascinated by it. I, I don't know why we don't address it. But but you have to remember, Alex, 
the federal government in this country is in on the drug trade. They just are. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you look into the depths of the Sinaloa cartel, the, the government in this country will try to sell to you that El Chapo Guzman was the the guy on top in the Sinaloa cartel. It's not true. It's just complete nonsense. There's a guy above him, and he's been above him for years, this shadowy figure. He's been around for 70 years. And in his 70 years on this planet, 50 of which were in the drug trade, he's never been arrested. He's never mm -hmm. been incarcerated at any point, and he's an asset for the CIA. It's it, it's common knowledge. Ask any journalist who reports on this, um, and the government's in on it. The government is cr currently in talks with the Sinaloa cartel about certain people they're apprehending. I follow a lot of this stuff. There was a major arrest last week in the Sinaloa cartel, and the U.S. government is essentially talking to the Sinaloa cartel, but handing them over, giving them up. Um, well, we're all in on this. Yeah, we it, had the Iran Contra where we, you know, got caught trading drugs to Nicaraguans, and they'd give us cocaine, and then we would have that cocaine flood the streets of Miami and Los Angeles with uh, Freeway Ricky Ross and Griselda Blanco. It's still going on. Yeah, it's, still it's going on. Bill Clinton had Mina, Arkansas. You know, so you know to say that the government would just let the cartels only benefit from the drug trade when it's a you know a, a trillion dollar industry. I'm saying that's probably lightly. I don't know what the actual mathematical number of how much money drugs produce, but I can imagine it's astronomical. So any government worth their salt is going to get in on some of that. So uh, that's just obvious. But a lot of people have cognitive dissonance where they, they know the government lies department. and they won't believe it. But go ahead. Sorry, sorry. And remember, local police departments benefit a lot off the drug trade. I mean, the NYPD, the LAPD, the Chicago Police Department, Philadelphia Police Department, 80, 90 percent of crimes are drug related in some way, whether it's buying, stealing, selling to, to, to purchase drugs, murders over drugs and not paying. Like it, 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 it's all very important to the criminal justice system in this country. And what we also have realized is now all these people are being arrested and now it's all for profit, too. So it's it's a huge complex that makes this country a bunch of money and they're going to protect it. But they're also going to then arrest people and try to say that they're 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 picking up and trying to do stuff for crime. And they're, they're trying to sell this nonsense that Mexico imports fentanyl and the, the Sinaloa cartels behind it. It's not true. It's It's all coming from one place. It stopped in Mexico and then it comes here. Wow, Jeff. Okay, so we only have you for a few more minutes. My producer wants to ask you another question. Jimmy, go ahead, please. Okay, so do you hold any resentment towards Dave Portnoy after he called you a selfish pig when you left? or you all We have out? that graphic. Yeah, uh, flash that graphic. Ridiculous. What a jerk. And he calls you a pig, you lost a bunch of weight. So, yeah, do you have any beef or are you, is it water well, off the duck's back? I understand, and I'll say this again. I mean, this is the same guy that sells like a two hundred dollar watch for twenty five hundred dollars. So, I mean, who's selfish? I mean, that's a bit selfish to me. Um, those watches and, and are boy, crap. Wait, those watches are crap. Are they that much though, Jeff? They're twenty five hundred bucks a pop for that watch. I believe so. Yeah, I believe they're. Well, they say that that's like yeah. a money laundering scam. That he's losing money on that business and writing it off, and, and he had to fire everybody because Barstool wasn't profitable. So we have to admit that is a good business deal. He got to buy his company back for a dollar. But think about all the kids he's got addicted to gambling and this and that. I mean, morally, well, listen, yeah. The gambler, I'll just be honest. As a gambler, look, I don't have any resentment towards Dave. Mm -hmm. To me, it's business. The fact that he called me a selfish pig. I couldn't give a fuck less. I am a selfish pig. I wanted more money. <laughs> um, and to me, like, I'm going to go and make it. And if it wasn't there, it wasn't there. I have no ill will towards Barstow. They did a lot for me. I've had a lot of you know memories I made there. It was fun, but it was just time to move on. I held no ill will towards them or resentment. But to call me a pig 
is crazy because you're doing stuff like that. So he obviously liked you though, because he, you know, he spoke about you or, you know, he had, you know, he was, you were one of his favorite players because the coach always picks on the guy he likes, right? The player that the coach doesn't like, he just ignores. I would definitely say, you know, we had a good relationship. I mean, like I said, he brought me back. I mean, we, I was there two different times. Um, I had a good time there. It's just, you know, as you know, you're in content. I mean, a lot of the time you can monetize a lot of this stuff now. and, And for me, I'm just better off working for myself as opposed to, to other people. Okay, and then last thing, we got to let you go. Now the Barstool's moving to Chicago. Or they, what's the scuttlebutt, though? Do you think that that company, is it growing, or is that going to hurt it that they're leaving from New York City? I think the fact that Barstool, they're still in New York. They're still in mm-hmm. Chicago. I think the fact that they're now privately owned again by Dave, essentially, they're not under. Like, when you stormed Barstool, they were under the eye of Penn Gaming. They're no longer under Penn. So I think that's definitely beneficial to the company. I think they'll be a little bit stronger doing that. But um, when I was there, it was very corporate. Like I couldn't interview certain people that were in the criminal world. They'd say um, no. To some of the, you'd have to get it approved. In certain, on certain, two certain people, I had to get approved. One of which was not allowed because Portnoy didn't like him. The other <laughs> person, I just wasn't allowed because they didn't want us to talk about gambling. It could have fucked with their license. But, um, but, but for the most part, I did what I was allowed to do and wanted to do. Um, but. No, I, I think they'll be a stronger company now that they're back to Dave's control. You know, you're so honest, Jeff. You know, I, can't, I hope that we get to collaborate more in the future. So before you go, tell the people how they can uh, support you and how, where they can find you. Yeah, go check out the sit down. You can find it on TikTok, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we interview mobsters, cops, you know, all sorts of different people. Uh, some of the most interesting people on the planet. So uh, if you like the mafia, you like true crime, you like cartels, uh, we have it for you. And Jeff is a wizard, dude. The amount of knowledge that you have, man, it's insane. Do you have like a photographic memory or something? What do you have? I mean, why, why are you able to recall um, all this stuff? I guess I'm just good with, with like keeping things in my head. I don't know. I've always been like that since I was a kid. So you know, for me, uh, it's, it's important that I keep a smart brain. I, I lost a bunch of weight cause they can help me physically. And I don't know. It's always been something I'm good at. Are you a big and drinker a or show, smoker? Just, Jeff, do you drink or smoke? Uh, yeah, I, I go out. I mean, yes. I drink. I don't smoke. I've never, I've never smoked in my life. It's not my thing. Um, but I drink. I mean, yeah, I'm you're a, hey, Jeff, Jeff before you go, I have one more important question. Oh. So before yeah. working for Alex, my dream job was to work for Barstool Sports. What disqualifies <laughs> me more, that I've worked for Alex or that I went to an Ivy League school? Because Dave Portnoy hates both. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're fucked on both levels, man. <laughs> um, that, that said, though, I, I don't think you're complete. Like, I, I wonder, like, why Dave didn't find what you did. Because, again, like, he's done a lot of the same shit, to be fair. Uh, you know, he stormed an NFL course, went to prison over it. Yeah. Went to jail over that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know that you're completely out. Um, but you know, look, I mean, did you ever think you'd be friends with Tico, Texas? And now you're friends with Tico, Texas. Exactly. So, no, you, I, you, never I, you never know. So Jimmy, it's not all done. And listen, he's got rid of Jeff and brought Jeff back. I bet you they try to bring Jeff back again. Mincy, they got rid of, you know, I, I just, you never know with Barstool Sports that that's a uh, uh, Dave. He's a wild card. But at the same time, if anybody at Barstool Sports is seeing this, I don't have any beef. I might have to go storm the Chicago offices and have my wife's boyfriend take a poop in there. But other than that, I have no real beef. Okay, last soundbite before you go. Who? What dead weight does Barstool need to get rid of, in your opinion, in 2024? Uh, some dead weight they need to get rid of. Um, I would say they should fire 
You know what? I, here's what I'm going to say, Alex. I don't think they should fire anybody. Nobody should lose okay. their livelihood over a beef I have with them. Uh, that said, I think they have a bunch of assholes, certain people that work there, Rico, Bosco, Nate, a couple mm-hmm. other people, real fucking shitheads. Uh, that said – Wait, why is Rico – you No, know, everybody says Rico's such a shithead. Why does he rub everybody the wrong way? Why Why does Rico have that? That's well, not listen, we, we, don't have, we, we don't have enough time for that. Yeah. We have a long history, him and I, one of which <laughs> it isn't good. Um, so I would strongly advise we don't get into that because we'll be Let's here not for get a while. into it. No, but I, Rico is just—he rubs everybody the wrong way. I'm like, what is his deal? Is he on drugs or is he just—is he—is he on antidepressants? Uh, he's a—he's a total low life. He's—I'll tell you. Listen, I'll, I'll, how about I come down? Where are you at, Nashville? We're in Dallas. No, we'll have you come to Dallas. We'll—we'll we'll, we'll bring you out and we'll yeah, do a sit down. Yes, we'll get it set uh, straight. So before down. we go. Uh, some of the fuckers in the chat uh, say I'm on Ozempic. I'm not on fucking Ozempic. What? They're legitimate. saying Ozempic? No. They say they're blind. They're, yes. they're saying and you're here, on the Zimp? Here. Here are my baby hands. My fucking dick is huge, though, fuckers. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Well, Fuck you're me. the man, Jeff. But we'll have you come in studio, and we'll be able to sit down longer and talk. Okay, the show's almost over. Jeff, thank you again for being a great sport. Hey, and honestly, go check out the sit-down, guys. This is one of the best podcasts. Really well thought out. Good information, not a bunch of crap. Like, go check out the the sit-down if you like anything to do with mafia-related stuff. So thanks, Jeff. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Alex. See you guys. Jeff was great, Jimmy. He was awesome. No, that was he definitely is very knowledgeable. I didn't know a lot about him before, but that was I was pleasantly surprised. That was that was cool. You didn't know a lot about him yet. He is I never listened to his podcast. I just knew he was employed and had a funny Italian haircut. Okay, so now we have to end the show talking about the craziest thing. We got to play this supercut of Destiny. I debated Destiny, a guy by the name of Stephen Bonnell. He is a cuckold. He has a polyamorous relationship with his wife, and it just came out that he is getting divorced. And guess who was one of the most earliest adopters of this uh, dialogue? Me, primetime Alex Stein. So we're trying to call his Skype right now. We'll see if he answers. We're calling him on Skype. But uh, why don't we play the clip of us uh, debating, Jimmy? All right, sounds good. We'll pull it up. And what was the context of, like, why you were invited on? Were you debating? Well, him and I were debating over who is the bigger scumbag, him for having a polyamorous relationship or me because I called AOC a big booty Latina. I'm trying okay, to connect. I have a question. Do you think Wait, no, no, I need to make sure that you understand. I need, I need to make that sure that you understand this. I need to make sure that you understand this. other guys come oh, wait, wait, on Alex, your I need to make sure you understand this. Alex, do you even have a girlfriend? I understand. Alex, I need you. I have more than yeah, one I'm girlfriend. Sure and guess nice. what? Good my job. girlfriend doesn't get uh, banged by other dudes. Alex, if you've got multiple girlfriends, you have no idea what your girlfriends are up to. Number one, okay? Number two. Let me tell you Number two. Just checking. Just checking. Alex, Alex, Alex. Shooting somebody and kicking somebody are both bad, right? Yeah, just like I think it's bad to let guys bang your girlfriend. So if you have. <laughs> I think you're a sexual degenerate because you let guys come on your girlfriend. I yeah, that's, that's fine. You're gonna have worse. a sexual degenerate, but it's not sexual harassment. Well, you think that? So you think it, you think what I did so bad? I think what you do is even more disgusting. It's, but it's not. What you physical. do is actually more sexually degenerate because you're engaging in non-consensual you, sexual you, harassment. One hundred percent. You say your big booty Latina is more sexual degenerate than your girlfriend saying, "Hi, honey, I'm with another guy. I have his dick." Sure. Uh, if everybody uh, consents to it, yeah. Do, do, right do you think sexual? Do you think Do you think it's okay for other dudes to jizz on your girlfriend? It's yeah, because it's very interesting because i would have never thought i'd ever know a uh-huh. cuckold that's a proud cuckold that has thousands of, of and i never thought i'd talk to an him. adult human male that's telling me it's okay to sexually harass women yeah i think being a cuckold is much worse i think being a cuckold is non-consensual sexual activity i imagine probably. kissing, I I imagine kissing melina's up, lips you know? after a dick was just on him oh, is yeah, way worse than saying you that i'm sure all yeah okay that is that cat around you is that the girl you're making out with you knowingly do that think about you pay for all of her stuff you support her so she can go blow other
other dude. My wife so works. Think, oh, she just has to talk about sex. Oh, that's better. Yeah, she just has difference. to make sexual you don't think videos. There's a difference between that? Oh, that's that's uh -huh. much better. My girlfriend yeah, talking say, about the size of penises better. she likes to fuck is less sexual okay. harassing than saying big booty Latina. Think about that. Your girlfriend's talking about the actual size of men's genitals and whether mm -hmm. it pleasures her enough to orgasm is worse. That you think that that's less bad than saying you have a big booty. The sex, I think it's. Booty. I think that oh, she sure, makes a lot of money off guys like you, dude. It makes me happy. I know. So think about that. The you're view, trading money you're so watching, dudes can bang your you're wife watching or your girlfriend or whatever she is. Obsessing over her and then we're using that money to buy dinner. How crazy is that? What a weird world we live in. What do you got, oh, Ralph? Good. What's our I'm next happy. question? I'm happy that the sexual degeneracy of your girlfriend pays for your Olive Garden. Right. Awesome. You're <laughs> winning big, bud. And I bang chicks, believe oh, yeah, it or I'm not. Sure yes. Okay. And guess what? The yep. chicks that I bang, I don't let them go. I don't date them. The chicks that I'm banging, I don't date them. Let them live under my roof and then go blow random dudes on the internet because I don't date e-thoughts like you. So gotcha. you're a bigger you, well, sexual Well, it sounds like right now you don't date anybody because you're more fascinated with my wife than getting one of your own. So, But hey, listen. No, because I don't want to get in a relationship with one of these whores like you and get used and abuse like you and look uh -huh. like a cuckold yeah, all over the internet like a little sure. cuckold well steven you know you made fun of me for not getting married and guess what i'm also not getting divorced like your bitch ass so it looks like papa stein was right when i told you that that relationship wasn't going to work and then there was also a clip we don't have it but where steven destiny was showing a sign of relief because he said that they worked out a financial incentive that will let him break up with her without losing all of his money. But let's be real. She married you for the green card, bro. I said that, Destiny. So let's just talk about this. We can just, you know, I'm extending the olive branch. I don't hate you. I just want you to admit that I was right, that you married an e-thought whore that left you for some guy in Sweden that she's been texting and sending nude pictures to while you're working your ass off, literally streaming like 10 hours a day to pay your bills. Not that you don't make money, you do make a lot of money, but when your wife is using it to send her nude pictures to men all over the world, you should feel a little ashamed of that. And you did, you finally felt that shame and that's why you decided to divorce Melania or Melania or whatever the hell her name is. I really don't know your wife that well. I just know that she's a big whore on the internet. And it looks like you admit that as well because in your own message you said that she's been talking to some guy that is like broke, is domestic violence guy, and um, he's some big loser. Well, just remember that if you think that the guy she's leaving you for is a loser. You're an even bigger loser than that guy because she left you for him. So, you know, you're allowed, she's allowed to bang this guy and you guys can still be in a relationship. But because you suck so bad, she's alienated you from the relationship. She'd rather be with some poor, broke Swedish guy than the guy that's constantly online addicted to, you know, Lord knows what stimulants you have to take to stream that long. I know the rumor is that uh, you do a lot of stuff. I don't know whether that's true or not. That's all allegedly. But I do know that you're getting a divorce, self-admitted. So Alex Stein was right. I was right about Vivek Ramaswamy and 9-11 being an inside job. I was right about Destiny, uh, you know, being a total cuckold, having a, a relationship that was definitely failing. A failed marriage was right about that. And I was definitely right about storming Barstool Capital, Barstool Sports Headquarters as being the right morally sound thing to do. So once again, Primetime 99 was Three out of three, Jimmy, and that never happens. And then what is the latest answer on the polls of whether Darius is coming to the company Christmas party? 82% yes. Oh, damn it. I know. I'm, I'm disappointed, too. They need to hang out with Darius and realize this is a lot riskier than they think. Are we really going to do this?
That, this is on you. I want no part of this. Uh, all right, guys, real quick before we go, how many likes? We got over 800 people watching, only 500 likes. Hit the like button. That matters. We need more people to see the show. I know we brought it up last night, but we only have three more episodes left in the year. And the Blaze is going to be making big decisions very soon on whether they should keep this show or not. So it's not a slam dunk deal, I mean, that we're coming back. And if you guys really want us to come back, we need you to support us. So that's why we need you to tweet this episode to Dave Portnoy. You need to tweet this episode and go follow Jeff Nadeau. You need to go retweet Big Nasty City Council meeting. Whatever you can do, we need you to do it because we cannot grow without you. So I need all the chat rats. Smash the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the share button. I sound like a broken record. I know I'm trying to be annoying, but if you actually enjoy this show, because I enjoy this show. I enjoy working at The Blaze. I love all my coworkers. I love my bosses. I love this opportunity. But this opportunity is not going to last forever unless I grind and shine and get more people up in this club dancing and twerking. Can I also mention that I have a newborn baby I have to buy food for? Yes. Jimmy has a baby that I don't really care about. So I'm not too worried if the baby starves, <laughs> but you guys probably do care, right? So if you don't want a baby to starve, you don't want Darius to have to go back to being a glory hole attendant, please hit the like button, share this, subscribe, tell your friends, and we need more chat rats in the chat. All right, folks, next week we got Gavin McInnes and Mark Dice on the show. So you know we're gonna have some great numbers next week. This week, they were not what I wanted but what can I do except for say, all I can do is play better next time, Coach. So I love you guys for watching the show. We end the show the same way every time. With that freestyle finale, DJ, hit that beat. Darius going to the Christmas party. Darius better not be a smarty. Show respect to the exec. Shut your mouth when they look at you. Put food on your plate. Don't act like you're too great. Don't show up way too late. Don't do a damn thing when you eat that chicken wing. Don't stare at any employee's butts. Don't even say a cuss word. Don't flip the bird. All I'm gonna do is Drop you like a turd and flush you down the toilet. If you do anything that I don't approve, put me in a bad mood. And I will bury you in the bathroom. All right, folks, this has been our show. We got a great show next week on the Pimp on a Blip. I love you. Like and subscribe. Good night. <laughs>